0: teammates. It was an honor to
1: be on the court with you. You guys are the best. Even you, Vakaitis. Damn dumb son of a bitch. You don't understand a word I'm saying, do you? Right, everyone uh we're back i know you haven't heard from us in a while and uh the the forces of nature and and the forces of computers and everything's been trying to keep us down but uh we're back we didn't get canceled no, no one got canceled we we didn't go we didn't go um you know quietly in the sun like some people have but uh yeah we're back This is episode 190 of Gundam at MAHQ, and this is one of your hosts, Neo, and joining me always is Soulbro and Chris. Guys, say hello. What's happening? Hello. So, uh, yeah, just, um, well, if you've seen the news, especially knowing that two-thirds of the show is in the great state of Florida, so uh, if you've... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Watched news in the last like month and a half. You kind of know well things were a little tough. So uh, Chris is back up. Uh, soulbro's is back up. I think Chris had a little bit longer time without the power than Soulbro did. But mm-hmm. uh, so everything's back to go. Every- everything good to go. Soul or uh, Chris. Everything. The- the the uh, the vault of MHQ wasn't damaged during the storm or anything.
0: It uh, was not, but uh, my computer had already um, shuffled off the mortal coil before. Oh. Uh, oh. So that was a pre-existing uh, problem.
1: Uh, went to the went to the great semiconductor in the sky, huh? Yep. Mm. Yeah, I hope you destroyed it afterwards because you know it could it could rise from the dead and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It might. The tomes, man. Is they've decreed. They've decreed it. <laughs> they did decree it. So, um, and so bro, I guess you're you're good to go. I you got all, all, all of your various computer problems, not weather related,
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> all squared away. Oh, right? there's, there's always computer problems, but I've just the, talking to right now. Up I, to I, this I, point, I've gotten through the thick of it. Yes, I am. Uh, I, I am back on top side now. Thank God. So here we and, are. And,
1: um... And in this episode, episode 190, we're going to be looking at uh, episodes 5 through 8 of Gundam Thunderbolt. Yes, can't wait for that. We're going to be going through a couple of um, little shorts that have been showing up on Gundam Info online, uh, specifically on YouTube and some other outlets. Uh, Build Fighters GM's Counterattack and Build Fighters Battle Logs episodes one and two. So, uh, guys, anything as I saunter over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio from some news listener submitted news?
0: You are the king. You are the king.
1: No, oh, man, I'm excited to
2: hear what's going on in the world of Mecha. Right. Well, uh, I'm in- should
0: I? Just uh, say it now, or hold it till later. You know what? Why why, why, why don't we just tease it?
1: You know, to Chris, I I know you got some big news. I know you want to. I know you want to kind of talk about it, but let's uh, let's let's do the tease. This is this is what I learned from the. From the king, he showed. But it's,
0: al- a- it's already been announced, so it's not. You know, why, why are we teasing something that I'm already? Well, shit. <laughs> you might as well. If that's the case, you might as well. This is kind of counterproductive. <laughs> well,
1: and if you want to do it, then then go ahead. What what is your news, Chris?
0: So, if you do not listen to Chaos Theater, which shame on you if you don't, because you should. <laughs> uh, you missed the news in the last episode that I've announced my semi-retirement from podcasting. So, what does that mean? It means that sadly, uh, Chaos Theater will be coming to a close at the end of this year, and December will be our last episode, and at the same time, I will um, be ending my run as a regular on Gundam, so it'll kind of be going back to the way it started, which was without me. (laughs) I'll be enough now. Uh, yeah, ten years in. Well, for like three episodes. <laughs>
1: but still, we'll, we'll have no, to What's going we'll to well, what, what's gonna happen? We're going to do three episodes, and then you're going to be like, "Hey, I, I need to be back."
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> to, to talk about Double O all over again. Oh my um, God! Well. Yo, the rewatch. <laughs> So uh, it is a semi-retirement because, you know I don't want to give it up entirely, so occasionally, when there's an interesting topic, I'll uh, pop in, you know, or uh, you know, some thing that uh, we've been discussing that's still running and has not been finished yet. I'll, I'll pop back in to talk about it. so you'll still hear me from time to time, but just not on the regular anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, Chris, I'll miss you being here on the regular uh, a regular panelist here on Gundam, a regular uh, one of the hosts here on the show. But you got big things popping, sir, and I'm um, I'm I'm happy for you, dude. And um if anything, your uh, your presence will always be felt here on the show. And um look forward to the times that you do you do come on to talk uh, talk shop with us, man.
0: If anything, exactly. uh, I'll probably pop up sometimes, uh, on versus. So, you know,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. th- absolutely, man. Especially I got a,
0: a better internet connection now and I got
2: versus so. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> on both counts, man. I'm glad you went out and supported the game, man. Uh, for those that don't know, Gundam versus dropped in the United States on, uh, the 29th of September. So, uh, if you don't know this and you have a PS4 and you've been wanting to get at a, a really good Gundam game, go out there and grab it, man. We, we get together uh, a bunch of Gundam fans and us, uh, uh, Gundam fans and uh, ourselves get together to play so if you guys uh, ever want to come out and join us for those games I'll have more details about that at the end of the show but um, back to you
1: oh and I was just going to say yeah everything that Solbro said he said it pretty well so I'm not going to go too more into it and uh, you know, thank you, for everything, Chris, for uh, giving us some legitimacy after those three episodes. <laughs> I think you, I think you really helped. Um, you know, and and I think one of the the good things about Gundam is even with during Chris's tenure, we evolve. And um, you know, this was brought up last week when me and Silbro were doing the Wing Boy stream, and you know, we just mentioned that you know, show is going to go on. Um, we're going to tweak it. Uh, like we always need to, because I mean, even even if Chris was still here, uh, you know, on the regular, we'd probably have to be tweaking it because you you just got to kind of keep it fresh. So um, you know, we're looking forward to it and you know everything. And else. actually,
0: I have a surprise extra announcement.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I didn't even That's I wasn't prepared up. for
0: this. This wasn't yeah. in the meeting. Now that uh, I'm not going to be on the show anymore, mm. uh, I'm pulling a Mevio. Get the fuck out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No more hosting for you. Get Look, out. Let's pack, oh, let's pack it up. Let's pack it up. No notice. Uh, Deleting all the episodes as we speak right now from the uh, from the uh, server. Sweet. Oh, <laughs> Ten years down the drain. Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> Is Mevio even still around? No, no, they're I, gone.
2: I don't think so. They are gone. Someone actually asked me that the other day. And as I looked they deserve. Hey, yes, yeah. I do. Holy shit. Hey, oh that was a uh, that was a part of time that was, that was a, a bit of our history. I don't want to ever look back at to again. <laughs> Ooh, fucking garbage! But uh, <laughs>
1: it's awful, yeah. So um, yeah, so good things. Okay, so and... that's
0: not happening. Just for those who are, I know, right? <laughs> like, just to make yeah, it was some just a joke. Just don't have a sense of humor and don't understand jokes, and then they freak out and think that all these things are serious. So. No. no, Gundam is not going anywhere. Chaos Theater, even though it's over, you'll still be able to download the episodes. Uh, so everything will continue just without And
1: MHQ is still going to be around. No. Right?
0: I mean, yes. I oh, mean, okay. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe. You <laughs> haven't decided yet. Keeping these kids on their toes. <laughs> I... It's it's nice to tell people sometimes because every once in a while like I'll say something and people freak out like is MHQ shutting down? Oh my god! Ah. Like guys, chill out. Even if it was, it's just a website, not the yep. most important thing in the world. Exactly. Like, like You know, there the, there will come a day at some point when MHQ does shut down, but even then, it would still just be sitting there. So, you know. Yeah,
1: it's just gonna. You can just go. It's back. gonna be
0: frozen frozen in time. <laughs> <laughs> like so
1: like many of those GeoCities pages still up.
0: <laughs> GeoCities don't exist anymore, so no. <laughs> oh, oh. Alright. But anyway, back to you.
1: Alright, well I'm gonna do some news list of submitted news and I'm gonna be skipping over a lot of things just because of uh, the extended hiatus that we had and a lot of the stuff was just um, it was relevant for the time that it was kind of submitted and in and around there. So I'm just going to start off with the first one here, uh, coming from ooh Saber, poster Saber, and it looks like um, After War Gundam X is going to receive a Blu-ray Memorial Box Set in 2018. So uh, you guys uh, take you know mark your calendars on that. So thank you. Ooh Soulbruh, mm-hmm. ne- need a- need a little bit of Adama here. Oh shit! Oh yo Adama, I got you. Let's go. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. No, I'm not going to hook up a Cylon into the CIC. Coming from Bent Noir, a little human resistance news. And it says that rocket-powered ninja swords are the best way to take out a nuisance drone. And this is coming from Gizmodo. So I guess um, some human resistance heroes have um, created a little weapon here that you can shoot... Uh, rocket-powered ninja swords to take out drones, and they got a little bit of uh, some videos here, and they're pretty good, showing uh, drone versus katana, and guess what wins? Katana. So, um, yeah. So, and and, and this is... Uh, these people are doing this stuff in Sweden, because it's you, know, you really can't be shooting stuff in the United States up in the air. Um, that, that'll get the cops there very quickly. So, uh, But yeah, if you like to see drones die, and many of us do... Uh, <laughs> on this video. So thank you Mr. Badpar uh, for your submission. Uh, ooh looks like um, <laughs> coming from Yazi88. I guess uh this is kind of appropriate because I think we're going to be talking about this a little bit later mm-hmm. uh, in the in the news. Here, it's coming from the Anime News Network. It looks like Wonder Woman co writer Jason Fuchs is to pen the live action RoboTech script, the new script for the live action RoboTech. He's probably what the thousandth and fifteenth uh, <laughs> writer that's been slated for this project, oh. joining what the four hundred and ninety four other directors and <laughs> producers. <laughs>
2: It just—it just seems to be the impossible mission to get this movie off the ground. And uh, in light of future news, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be even harder. That, uh, he doesn't like All the, the all Avatar guy?
0: movies happen before
2: <laughs> Robotech. Well, they finally hit the ground running on Avatar, finally. But you're—you're <laughs> right, you're, you're meaning
1: all eight of them that he wants to do, or you all,
0: all one billion Avatar movies will happen before Robotech.
1: How many is it now? Because I saw the other day. I, five. Actually, five. Five, yeah. He's filming four, before. but five total, yeah. Is, I just need to ask, is there, does the world really need these? Like, I mean, I know Avatar. I've, I've refused to watch Avatar, but I know uh, Avatar. Oh, yeah, shit. I thought, that. wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> James Cameron really, really needs these. That's, you know. <laughs> Is that it's what it is? The, pay- the end of it,
1: pay off all his wives, his ex-wives, or something. No doubt. I mean, it's he
0: does have many ex-wives. Yeah,
1: because I'm just, I, I kind of wonder this. Even when I heard about the live-action or the Pandora that they put in Disney Animal Kingdom in Florida, there, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not one of these movies that like people are always like, "Oh, Avatar," you know? It's I think it was. It, it has seemed-
0: no cachet in pop culture. Yeah, quotes yeah. it. No one's like, oh man, remember that cool scene? No one says, oh, remember when you know whoever said this thing? Yeah, yeah. remember it, it
2: had it had impact for about a minute. Like that, the the year that it came out, I'd say that there was a. It's at more, least of a little bit of, yeah, more of a technical. Yeah, it's more of a technical marvel. Exactly, right? it was it was something that people enjoyed in the theaters, but once they hit home video, really nothing. I mean, when you don't see people dressing up as the characters from that movie for Halloween, um, the following year, then you like, know. What's the name of the main character? Yeah, I don't know. Sam Worthington. <laughs>
0: what's the name of sigourney weaver's character I don't know <laughs> what's the name of the crazy marine guy hey, oh. <laughs> what's one hey, line of dialogue that's notable in that movie
2: you got me on that one man it really didn't have any pop culture impact man but the thing is no, uh, i i don't but it's like one of the highest grossing movies of all time yeah it, it's made a lot of money made a lot of money overseas one of the least, one
0: of the least popular highest grossing movies of all time it's such a it is conundrum. <laughs> oh, right then, then, right then, now, it is the highest
1: grossing movie of all time. Right now, but uh, and, and and that's what I'm just wondering. It's like okay, I get maybe you know a sequel, but it, uh, even then, it's like but now they're at saying five. Mm-hmm. Is anybody really caring about this? I mean, I, you know, I, mean, I don't know
2: as much as I could give a fuck. Um, I'm not in the business of doubting James Cameron. Man, that man has had hit after I'm, hit. I'm hit
0: not. I'm not doubting him, this but I'm, I'm
1: just. I'm just saying, there comes a point where it's like, is this just more because of him? And he does
0: have a uh, famously ginormous ego. Yeah, I, I mean, he has a magic and touch. and he's an asshole.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you got to give him that. He's got the he's got the magic touch when it comes to some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's able to make stuff that would normally think it wouldn't work work. But it's just it, you know, when you're doing five additional movies that has franchise written on it what's the franchise and like you like chris just stated who what's the name of the main characters i mean <laughs> i mean when you're calling them by their actor's name that's not a good thing
0: i actually know?
2: remember jake sully that's his name i don't know where i dug that up in my mind but that's that's
0: Ooh, jake I sully barely... and, and what's something cool that jake sully says you you got me on that one
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't fucking know <laughs> I had to think about it for minutes before it came to me. so there you go there's the impact right there, oh
1: man, oh, okay, but so, but back to your news thank- sir <laughs> yeah, no i I just just and thank you Mr Yazi eighty for the submission, and Yazi eighty comes with another submission, and uh this is one that I'm sure uh Chris would like to have a little pan in, so i'm just gonna give I'm just gonna get the headline here um. Harmony Goals, Macross, Cepeda, Southern Cross licenses still expire in 2021. Chris, uh, cue, cue evil laughter. <laughs> 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 and I guess give give us a synopsis of this. Basically, I mean, I if you want to do it, if not, it just says right here. I guess there was a ruling. California Court upheld a license agreement between Harmony Gold USA and Incorporated and in Tassanoko Production, affirming that Harmony Gold's license to the Superdimensional Fortress Macross, the Superdimensional Calvary Southern Cross, and Genesis Climber Mosapeda will expire on March, March 14th, 2020. Twenty one. So, twenty one. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Chris, any so any things basically, on this? basically, uh, this is what we've all been waiting for. For You know, oh, so, so, so long. (laughs) Um, You know, Harmony Gold has uh, maintained this stranglehold on Macross because they have had the the rights to these shows. And as we know, there was a court case in Japan years ago stating that um, Tatsunoko was not in the position to be licensing out any of these things, these Super shows to anybody else. But, you know, what kind of was done was done. And then um, Harmony Gold, they ran out and they registered the Macross trademark and all of that, which does expire eventually. And basically, they have renewed over the years their deal. With Tatsunoko, they've extended it a whole bunch of times, and the most recent extension runs out, as you noted, in uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. So, given that um, Macross really cannot be exploited properly in the rest of the world because of this, I'm sure that Big West would really like to be able to do things with um, the Macross property and not have to deal with, you know, these basically these IP squatters, which is what I view Harmony Gold as being as, just IP squatters who are incapable of handling the franchise properly, so they just keep putting out more garbage Robotech stuff to try to earn a quick buck, and they have this movie in development forever that's never going to happen. And, uh, oh, Shadow Rising, what's that? Oops. Or, oh, hey, Robotech 3000, what's that? Oops. Oh, Sentinels, what's that? Oops you know just one failure after another but hey guys did you know that robotech is the more viable franchise than macross because macross is you know look at macross god what has macross done in the last 35 years yeah right yeah which by the <laughs> way uh this week that we're recording uh was the 35th anniversary of macross so wow. happy birthday
2: happy birthday indeed 35th man yeah. damn man that's that's remarkable. God dang it! Yeah. And, and I'm so oh, happy was to that see that
0: show? Oh, oh, there. the RoboTech Academy? What happened to that? Oh, oh, it, it <laughs> didn't. Didn't happen, did it? We're we'll waiting for the sequel, RoboTech Vaporware. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know, I thought they said that it was still going to happen regardless of the Kickstarter. That you know they had to cancel in shame because it was so far away from the goal. But you know, it didn't. Didn't happen. Guess we'll have to wait for you know. Robotech toilet cleaners. You know the last true vision of Carl Masick. He's on uh, a piece of toilet paper when he's taking a dump one day at the at the Harmony Gold main office. <laughs> you <laughs> know, these these pesky protoculture toilets that got to be cleaned out. Uh. Just, you know, have the, the, the spore of life in the poop. <laughs> the spore well, of I, life. I, I was I was
1: reading this. Uh, I was reading this article on. On Anime News Network, and there's a couple of interesting things here. It says that um, um, Harmony Gold owns the Robotech title in perpetuity, but when its license expires, it will no longer be able to use or exploit works that are derivative of the three anime titles. Yep. And they had an update here that said... Harmony Gold also holds several trademarks related to Macross. Its trademark for the Macross series was renewed on December 26, 2012, so it should expire 10 years from that date on December 26, 2022. However, the pending expiration of the licensing agreement could affect the trademark ownership before 2022. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah.
0: Well, so. here's hoping that Harmony Gold loses as they should because they're, you know, a criminal company, and I'm not joking, and we've mentioned this in the past. They oh, are yeah. a legit criminal enterprise. Yeah. Run by a known criminal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um and if they lose, which Looks anime like, gods oh. help us they will. <laughs> absolutely. Then the rights will revert back to Big West and hopefully they will seek out a new US partner to be able to properly release all of these Macross things because you know over in Japan they have nice shiny blu rays of all of Macros, even Macross mm-hmm. Two. Damn. Oh well. Wow. Damn. Really, I could see I could see Dennis in three D going. You'll, you'll get to see him in H groaning in HD and not you know HD the
1: audio of please
0: the the VHS master that we have on DVD. The
2: beautiful oh. people that bring that to the states, please don't forget the original dub. Please, please put it on there as a joke. <laughs> please put it on there. Like, give it a legitimate dub. I'm not against that for Macross no. 2, but please don't that, don't tear oh. away that piece of history that no, is the original,
1: the original one's meant what makes it great. Yeah. I mean,
2: don't... oh no, I wanted I wanted on the Blu-ray. I wanted on the Blu-ray as an alternate oh, voice wow, track. Oh, I wanted it. That's the only
1: track. That's the only voice track. That should be <laughs>
0: You know, if, if I was if I was talking to Mr. Big West, mm-hmm. I would say you know as a recommendation, if you're seeking some new partners to be able to release Macross with, uh, might you try maybe Right Stuff or Disco Tech? Amen. Mm-hmm. They they both have experience with classic mecha shows. Yep, and especially they, the former.
2: And they, yeah, exactly. They provided the the dignity that those shows deserve, and um, they they definitely are are, are really really, I, I honestly think they're well-equipped to, to, to distribute Macross out here. I would just love them to do, as I was telling these fellas before the show, I would love them to provide us a Blu-ray copy, a Blu-ray localized version of Do You Remember Love? To own that in my collection and not have to spend a king's ransom for that would be the dream.
0: And and plus, in glorious high definition. Mm-hmm. Yo, 4K. <laughs> oh. give, me that, give me that 4 or yeah, 8K and version. Frontier, oh. mm-hmm. Not so much zero, but you know.
2: Yeah, I heard that. Um, I, just getting in conversations with people outside of the show, I heard that Macross Seven, if if they ever dared to bring that out, would cost a fortune to license all the, the music. The
0: music, the music rights are a separate issue, but yeah. uh, you know, if we could at least get the same stuff that's already been released here, mm-hmm. but in high definition, I'd be so happy to junk those old DVDs, those old Macross Plus DVDs. Oh yeah, like oh. that crappy VHS master of Macross plus the movie with the hard subs, uh, the VHS master Macross Mm two, my HK bootleg DVD of Daryl. (laughs) (laughs) HK
1: Blu-ray DVD or uh, HK uh, DVD bootlegs of zero.
0: You know, I, I still have my Anamigo box set from way back in 2001 that, uh, you know, has has kept the flame alive of real Macross, but I would much rather have it in Blu-ray. Even even the knife fight, oh, even I the have, knife fight. Even
1: I, mean, I knife have to <laughs> have that Blu-ray fans. I mean, just to see how. I mean, that poor animation and glorious HD.
0: I mean, I w- I will take all of that god awful anime friend animation. In high definition, because, damn it, I just want Macross on Blu-ray. <laughs> You'll Give struggle. it to me, even in its worst. You'll fight through it. <laughs> Give me Space Tuna. Give, you know, everything. Everything.
2: All of it. Not bad. I,
0: so we'll have to watch and see, but, you know, this is the first sign in many, many years. And maybe we'll actually get some, you know... Also, some Macross merchandise because yeah. Harmony Gold has cock-blocked games from coming out here. They stopped Tokyopop from releasing the Macross 7 trash That's manga. That's right. So,
2: yeah. Man, well, this is a whole new world, man. It's a few more years. It, it doesn't even feel like it'll be that long. But as long as we've already had to wait After for all this. all these
0: decades of having to deal with their... What's hatchery? a few more years? Oh, what's a yeah. few yeah. more Two years? Few more years. Yeah. And, you know, it would also be nice... Um, there's, there's no Blu-ray of Most Peta, I don't think. But it'd be nice to have Most Peta back in print because it's been out of print for a long time. Um, back in the early aughts, they let uh, ADV do a release of um, Southern Cross and Most Paida, And then, of course, they did that new dub of Macross, which you can still find on yeah. Amazon now. You can also yeah.
2: stream it on a lot of different outlets. I, I actually own all three of those, the the original Japanese re-releases. And, yeah, you can, uh, the you dub. can stream...
0: Most paid it too, I believe, but yeah. you know, if you want it on disc, that shit is expensive. Yeah, it sure is. I'm still glad I own mine. <laughs> so do I. Do you remember? <laughs> but anyway, enough about that. You know, we will we will have our hopes and dreams. Hopefully, they will not be crushed. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even I have to have hopes and dreams, even though I'm usually out there crushing them.
1: and, just, and, 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 and there's ever a time. To root for lawyers, this is when you need to root for them. <laughs> not not the <a> Harmony <laughs> Gold ones, but <laughs> no,
0: no, you don't you don't want their lawyers.
1: To, no, 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 no.
0: Root for the good so, guys here.
2: That's what we root for, man. And uh, amen. I'm I'm so glad that this news came out. It was like a bolt out of the blue, man. Um, shout out to everybody on Twitter that that hit me up with this. I, I couldn't believe it until um until I saw Gwen Campbell get uh get involved with that, and it's like, oh shit, if he's talking about this, then it's real. <laughs> This is real as hell. And then Anime News Network covered it, and other outlets covered it, and here we are. So uh, uh, it's a scant few
1: years, but uh, I'm glad to see that there's light, de- light at the end of the tunnel for this. So, Thank you, Mr. Yazi88, for that submission. And Mr. Yazi88's got our last submission here, and th- this I know I'm very happy to hear about because this will be nice to see, speaking of new anime or Ooh. you know, just new... Uh, versions of it uh, i'm sure chris will like this Solbro, i don't know because i don't think you've ever finished this have you Solbro? I, I have not finished this no yeah well it's been reported <laughs> here that there's going to be a new legend of the galactic heroes anime airing in 2018 Woo! and there if you go to the anime news network mr yazzy 88 has got a little link there it's got the promotional video it's going to be uh Done by production IG, so that's going to be some good stuff here. Um, they got some pictures, man. Uh, not, not feeling Yang too much, but um, and uh, Reinhold looks a little too. Uh, I've looked like I've seen that guy before, but still, uh, looks like it's going to be um, it's going to be the first season. It's going to be called uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, the new DCs. Star Cross and it's going to pre- premiere next April in 2018, and I guess they're going to be doing some. Um, so they're going to be doing a second season uh, that's going to play in theaters um, in 2019. So, um, little big, lots of big names here. I guess Mr. Yazaki. has got Yang is going to be voiced by uh, Kenichi Suzumaru. And I guess he was. He's uh, his fame is he's Shin Asuka from uh, Destiny. Reinhardt's hey. going to be voiced. Voiced by Romaro Miyano, who was uh, better known. A better version of him would have been Setsuna Sei from Double uh, <laughs> O. Um, and, and that terrible se- season two of Double O. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> and, uh, of course, Ice. Oh, Ice! What are you going to do, Ice? If
0: only he had been there. Exactly. <laughs> if only he was
1: here, what would he be? And I guess Uchiro Uiharo, I guess he... I, he, he's, he's not, he, I guess, I hope he knows that he's not going to have a long time doing this show. Um, but he was uh, <laughs> Eugene Stark from IBO. <laughs> so, Did somebody tell him?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know, he, he played one of the few people in Orphans who got to survive. So there's like, a right.
2: That is true. The, the script is flipped.
1: <laughs> yeah. If and, only
0: Kierkegaard had been here, oh, what yeah. would he have done?
1: And of course, you know, Legend of Galactic Heroes was done as what? What was it? 110, uh, 110 uh, episode OVA, Chris? And 110 then,
0: episodes overall.
1: 110 uh, we though, yeah. Because there was, what, like, the, the main OVA, and then there was like two or three other ones. and But it's it's good 100, stuff.
0: 110 is the main story. Can you imagine 110
2: is the main story. Can you mention okay. the diehard dude that owns all of that on Laserdisc? Holy Bullshit. shit. I, I, Wish it was me. Man, we shit. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: got that stuff off. At, I got stuff off of torrents. I probably, I probably have, probably have the versions that he ripped off his laser disc. So, but um, so is, is this
2: is this series a reboot? Like, it's a the retelling the same the original story over again, or is it it's a, retelling a, the original story over again? That yep. is interesting. Is it going to be an OVA or an actual anime TV series? TV well, series. Same-
1: 12 episodes. Maybe,
0: uh, if, you, if you, you know, had oh. read the uh, articles, you would know that it's a TV series, but they're going the Yamato route, mm-hmm. which is uh, putting them out first as movies. Oh,
1: yeah. that's pretty yeah. cool. All right, right on. Yeah, so, yeah, and I, I mentioned it earlier, it was next April, it's going to be a 12-episode TV series. That'll oh. be the first season. So, but yeah, they're going to be doing these event screenings, and especially in the second season, they're going to be doing, it's going to be, the uh, New Thesis, The Stellar War, it's going to play in a lot of theaters. And there's going to be three films of four episodes each. So, And, and so that's kind of how they're going to do it. So, uh, but yeah. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, good stuff. I kind of wish that I got the thing that a certain cable station in the United States was saying, hey, don't worry about... Not seeing Game of Thrones anymore because we're going to have this. We're going to have something just as cool, but it's going to be in space and it's going to have classical music playing. But um, no, they had to go the other route. Confederate, how stupid! Hey man, but, um, you need
2: to reach out to Dan and Dave on Twitter and say, "Yo, here, slap a slap a copy of Legend of Galactic Heroes on their desk. and says, this is what you need to be doing. This is this is your new
1: Game of Thrones right here.' Yeah, get on exactly. it. <laughs> yeah, Don't so, fucking sleep." <clears throat> Whatever, but um, yeah, thank you, Mister yazzy for your submission. Thank you, everyone, for your submissions. And if you ever have any news, just post it to the news listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section in the Mecha Talk forum. And uh, guys, anything before we go into our topics tonight of multiple things of Gundam? No, so
2: I'm ready for this Gundam bag of randomness. Let's let's do it. Well,
1: I guess back to you, Chris, with some uh, little bit of uh, synopsis here.
0: All right, so uh, not going to get into anything too deeply here, and of course, if you want to read um, more about the story, you can check out my reviews on MHQ. So we're going to start with Season 2 of Thunderbolt, which is five episodes, I'm sorry, four episodes, this is Episodes 5 through 8, and uh, they aired streaming. Same as with the first season, and they're also being compiled into a movie titled Bandit Flower, which I don't understand what the meaning of that is. I <laughs> don't recall any bandits or flowers in um, the show, but that's neither here nor there. So, basically, we start right back at the end of the One Year War, since the stream of Episode 4 had left off with EO being captured and All of his pals being captured, and then the Battle of Aba Ku starts. As kind of left hanging and unresolved, and it's like, what what the hell kind of resolution is this? But then uh the movie added some extra scenes of combat at Abawaku and showing Eo escaping. So this picks up by showing that same footage, but adding some new stuff, including um Little tidbits like the Uncovery of Xeon working on three additional Zeongs. Oh, yeah. 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 And other fun stuff. And then we jump forward into UC0080. So we're actually exploring the, the post-war era here a little bit. And we've got yet another Pegasus-class ship called the Spartan that's running around because, you know, there's anything that uh, UC history needed more of? It's it's even more Pegasus class ships.
1: <laughs> Just and minimize the white base, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, chasing after some Zeon remnants, and they get uh, assigned to them a uh, new mobile suit called the Atlas Gundam. That's kind of odd looking, and uh, has a pilot who likes to play jazz. Oh, look! It's Eo Fleming, <laughs> noted space asshole. Noted. <laughs> And his old buddy, Cornelius, is an engineer on this ship, and they're on hand to provide tissues. <laughs> also introduced to a uh, female pilot named Bianca, who pilots uh, an underwater gun cannon. Mm-hmm. And they fight some uh, Zeons who run a suicide attack. And they go fight some more Zeon over in Antarctica and hang out with some penguins. Of course. And both EO and Bianca managed to trash their suits uh-huh. and we catch up with old Daryl who still is missing all his limbs and is part of the Xeon remnants now. And he's helping out with Carla who, because of the shock, the psychological trauma that she experienced in the one year war, mm-hmm. basically regressed to a childlike state. Oh man. And they're using him to try to, like, get her to recover her memory so that they can, you know, rebuild the the reused Psycho device. And the reason they're using him is because he's got uh, a robot hand, and her daddy had lost a hand as well and had a metal claw thing, so she has confused him for her daddy, oh. which must make him feel really weird, yeah. since he has the hots for her. No
2: doubt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know if he's one of those types who's into like that daddy stuff, but if he isn't, this must be especially confusing and vexing. Anyway, we also have the introduction of a new faction called the South Seas Alliance over in Asia, which is run by this weird kind of Buddhist-looking cult and all these people who uh, do suicide attacks and such. And the Xeon remnants are sent on a mission to pick up a spy who's been hanging out there so Daryl and his team they go off out on At Guys and they come under attack and the Spartan comes under attack as well from these cultists who are led by Claudia who you thought died in season one but did not. Yay. <laughs> and at the end of it all this creepy old lady who's on the Spartan reveals all of the truths which is that she ran a new type laboratory and there was this guy in there named LaVon Fu, who was a new type, but, um, had all these sorts of weird experiments done on him, presumably inhumane exper- experiments. And, uh, they caused him to like have his brain mutate. So he's now a new type who can telepathically control other people, mm. which is how he's built up this cult over time and now they're making their move to secede from the federation oh by the way they also have the psycho zaku in their possession and they're fixing it up and that's where season two ends uh which brings us roughly to about volume eight of the manga although a lot of stuff is cut out in between um It's also an invasion of the cultists on the Spartan, uh, very much like Rambaral's men and their suicide attack, and lots of people get shot. Oh, yeah. And it turns out there's a mole. (laughs) Because there's always a mole. So, Neo, your thoughts on Season 2?
1: Um... (laughs) Okay, moving on.
0: I I was just trying to find a way of beginning. Um... Ugh. Tell us how you really feel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm not on the toilet. No, um, it's that. It's ah. Uh, um, I mean, it's a little bit more enjoyable than the first season or the first four episodes. Um, but and and I'm always interested. I'm still always interested about the immediate aftermath of these large wars, whatever it might be, whatever stories. I mean, uh, you know, I'm the type of person that. I'm tired of World War II movies. I'd rather see like what happened immediately after because I find it always interesting when they're having to kind of you know do the mop up of the military operations, trying to figure out what to do with the people and the the countries and all that stuff. So I I, w- I was ge- I was liking that. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. We don't see this as much um, in in the um, in, in previous Gundams, especially One Year War stuff. Um, you know, I, i have gotten past, I've, I've come to the acceptance of, you know, all these suits look vastly more superior than the RX 78 two, which was the hero of the war. Um, but yet, you know, uh, uh, you know, so I got past all that. The South seas Alliance really took it out of me because <laughs> it's just one of these things where I'm like, okay, you know, I get that there's other things that are going on. But for them to do what they're doing and, you know, stealing, uh, rebuilding one of the mobile suits and being this much of a pain in the ass to the Federation, you think that you would have kind of heard about them before. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like they're just kind of one of these things where, oh, you know, since Zeon's kind of on the runs and and they're the remnants, we need to just kind of throw something else in here. And, oh, by the way, they're kind of like these Buddhist monks and, you know, that looks kind of cool. So it, it, you know it just didn't do much for me um you know the, the battle i gotta say the battle in, in in the arctic was pretty impressive uh even though you sit there and go why would you go bianca and io any more mobile suits because they really just trashed the crap out of their stuff and i mean it it, it I, I think they could have done more, especially being better pilots, you know, supposedly supposed to be one of the better pilots, especially with her with, you know, supposedly she's all tatted up because I mean, she survived all these wars and, and or all these battles within the one year war and stuff. And you're like, wait a second, you survived yet yeah, all these other people that always seem much better to you kind of bit it. I don't, I don't really know what's going on there.
0: I'm just saying if, if Kai Shiden can survive the one year war and not have, his gun cannon trash until the very end. What's what's her story?
2: Yeah, that's a very valid question.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, she reminds
2: me a little bit of uh, the dude on Eighth MS team. What was his name? Uh, Terry Sanders Jr. Where uh, he, Terry Sanders? He survived by like, being deployed in other groups and lost everybody in his team. So much so they called him the Grim Reaper.
1: <laughs> she seemed- but he had, but he had skills though. I mean, yeah. you know, the the thing is, is like. And, and And Christopher Grace brings up a great point it's like Kai Shiden, you know was not really trained to be a pilot wasn't any of that stuff yet he survives pretty much the whole one year war with his gun kit. Of course, he loses in the uh, the ultimate battle at the end, mm-hmm. but you know this girl comes out and she's supposedly so seasoned and you know her her thing is just trashed to hell so she, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me and and you know you, you would think because of of um, you know the federation really being on the you know the, the the winning end of this that they do more than just kind of deploy those two out there too so and then like chris said do we really need another white base um you know uh white base class ship i mean it it, it does kind of make you or pegasus class ship it kind of makes the white base seem not as important anymore because you're you know you 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 watch the original Gundam and it's like okay this is the prototype and I, I get it that they're gonna have they're gonna introduce stuff at the end of the war but it almost kind of loses its you know its uh, specialness that we had so but um, I mean overall like I said I think it was a, I was more engaged with it uh, than the previous four episodes but still just. I think they really had a great opportunity to kind of do something. But once again, just this whole thing with the music and, you know, the characters kind of suck in the end. Um, (laughs) I I, I mean, none of them really kind of stand out to me. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, they're just kind of they're just kind of there. So, you know, and and we've seen enough of the Xeon remnants and stuff like that, too. Um, You know, so. But other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't have too much more to say. So back to you, Chris.
0: All right, uh, Sobro, your thoughts on season two? <laughs> well, I'll just put this on the table,
1: man. This is probably my guilty
2: pleasure. I'm going to be honest with you. I know it's stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know i
2: know when well, y'all watch this a little part of y'all th- th- both of you dies when y'all watch this and people will ask the question how does this fit in how does this fit into the already established lore with mobile suit gundam and with eighth ms team and with 0080 and with 0083 and so on and so forth and you're right it's, it's hard to look at this show and say yeah that happened during the one-year war are uh, those suits look like that during a one-year war but when i watch it it's like man i wish i wish they would find a way to kind of backwards incorporate this into like mobile suit gundam and whatnot whatnot, because it's batshit insane it's (laughs) it's it's that's the things that these characters are having to engage in and it just shows how 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 freaking morbid and dark the one year war was because when you see people get killed in this show it is visceral um during the about coup battle when you see um the pilots of the um what is it? The uh, uh, the core fighters just getting roasted inside of their their cockpits are getting crushed inside of balls. You know, it's just the medieval sense that you feel when you see people just get killed in this show and how cheap life is. Um, I I actually like Bianca Carlisle quite a bit. If, if there's any standout character in this series, this series of episodes, it's her to me. Um, I like the fact that she does have a past where she's, was in different deployments, and she has a tattoo for each one, and it makes you know that there's a story behind each one of them, and she, you could kind of see that there's a little bit of darkness in her eyes when she talks about the fact that, you know, if I didn't have these, I'd probably forget the people who I've served with. Um, you know, there's, that's 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 pretty morbid remark, to be honest with you, because they probably died so fast. Um, but those are little reminders. Um, but the fact that she is so experienced, it doesn't really show in her piloting, though. As Neo brought up, she, uh, um, is pretty klutzy when piloting, uh, suits. When you, when you see her get introduced to the, a and she's fighting off one of those mobile armors, uh, she is just getting by on the devil's luck. And I think that's pretty much her whole gig is that even though she's not the best of pilots, she has incredible luck at surviving situations. So, um, I think you, fu- she's introduced as a character who can keep up with EO on his own speed, and I think they they make pretty good foils to one another. And I think his character needed that, because beforehand, uh, Cornelius, he's the sensible character, but he, he, he lets EO get away with too much shit. <laughs> I think Bianca will call him out on this shit, and I think it may actually work wonders for him as a character in the show, because he's just downright unlikable, but I actually ended up liking him a little bit um, from the very beginning when he helped to break his uh, comrades out and uh, throughout this so um i'm a sucker for jazz and the music in this show is corny as hell but um it's got character to it and it kind of acts like a character uh in this show so i i dig that I, I especially noticed um their own rendition of feeling good by nina nina simone at the end of the second episode as i'm like, listening to it it's like that's that's feeling good from nina simone if anyone's played the saboteur you know what song i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you watch the second episode and there's a lot you'll you'll hear that song and it's like why does that sound familiar that's the reason why um some other interesting characters got introduced billy hickam the uh the new type he's the real deal i was kind of amazed at how well he was calling out shit that was going to happen and directing the team on where to fire and the fact that he's kind of a uh a reckless thrill seeker looking to see who um who Daryl Lawrence really is and to see if he's actually um, a a, a better pilot than he is and, and holding off at the last second to rescue him when he's got the, uh, the spy in his, uh, in his, in his, uh, Inside of his suit, um, and that was a great chase scene. If, if there was any set piece in this whole series of episodes that I really enjoyed, is when Daryl was on the run from the uh, from the South Seas Alliance when they were doggedly chasing him um, in the river, and he had to do that trick where he uh, covered himself in that I forget what it's called something freezy frizy yard, and that was ingenious. I thought that was really cool. The fact that they absorbed the lasers from their from their beam guns um, and allowed him to be able to retaliate against them and survive that shit. I thought it was really nice. It was better than it was done in the manga because the manga is a little drawn rough around the edges. But seeing it in animation, it's very nice, and I, I like the fact that they capitalized upon that scene quite a bit. But um, yeah, uh, overall, I, um, I, I I was I was thrilled by these episodes. I enjoyed it pretty much on the same level as the first series of eps. Um, yeah, I know it's dumb, and when you put it up against the other Gundam series that take place during the One Year War and afterwards, I know it doesn't it doesn't measure up to those, but. F- for some reason, I, I freaking love this. <laughs> I, I love it a lot, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next set. I'll, I'll definitely check out the uh, the compilation film when it comes out. And um, yeah, other than that, um, uh, I, I do think the South Seas Alliance is is a bit is a bit odd and weird, and um, the villain is a bit too much of a comic book character. Um, when it comes to uh, like Professor but X, he is it's a comic
0: book character. He
2: pretty much is Professor X gone wrong. So
0: <laughs> no, but, he, but but he is a comic book character. Well, yeah, yeah, he did
2: he did come from a manga. So I, I really <laughs> is a
0: comic book character. Yeah. So it's like it's maybe not the best
2: choice of wording. Well, I'm sorry, uh, a a a a, uh, a traditional comic book villain. I will I'll say that. Yes, he appeared in a manga, and that's fine. But he seems like uh, he, he he seems like he's cut from that 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 um. That that cloth and it's uh, hopefully has a bit more depth. I, I am interested in the fact that the Federation had a new type facility and we've heard of rumblings about that in other shows as well, um, being that they made new type mobile suits for pilots like the NT-1 and all that stuff. So you know they were cooking up, but to see someone who was actually directly involved with that um, is an interesting twist in this series. So where that's going to go is going to be um, pretty. Pretty fascinating to see, and uh, other than that i'll I'll leave the rest to you guys uh, Chris back to you
0: so i I've read the manga um, and I started watching the show and I feel that, as with the first season, that the biggest thing holding back this show is these um runtimes on these episodes, yeah, it really is not doing them any favors to have these like 15-minute episodes, because then you count the end credits like a minute, a minute and a half. So 14 Uh to 15 minutes of actual episode, and then a little bit more for episode eight. It's just not enough in the amount of story that they're trying to tell. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things have been cut down from the manga. And in the first season, it was kind of okay because it was just a simple federation versus zeon one-year war story that we've seen so many times in other ovas and in manga and in video games and you know all that setup is there you're just filling in the pieces about this specific set of people in mobile suits fighting each other so there's not they don't need necessarily all that breathing room so it kind of works out okay there but in season two it just does not, because now you have this third faction of the South Seas Alliance hmm. that both the Zeon remnants and the Federation have beef with, and there's just not enough time to adequately develop all these situations and these characters. Yep. So uh, it starts off kind of interesting. You know, I like the idea of exploring the exploring the immediate post-war uh-huh. era because you know we have that. That 12th episode of 8th MS Team, that it's like, who knows when that actually takes place. <laughs> yeah. And then nothing until 0083. So it's cool that they're doing that. And I like the Antarctic battle. But uh, yeah, EO and Bianca are really reckless and uh, deserve all of the reaming that they got for wrecking <laughs> their this. <suits>. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it was kind of amusing seeing EO jumping around in a GM grabbing onto Dodai's to see if Claudia was in them and then just smashing them when he saw that she was not. (laughs) Um, By the way, uh, the Atlas Gundam has got to be one of the weirdest-looking Gundam designs I've ever seen. It actually looked even weirder in the manga version. They kind of tweaked it a bit for the anime to look a bit more in line with uh, other animated Gundams. Mm -hmm. But um, did you notice... uh, what it is that's really, really weird about the Atlas Gundam when it was being taken apart?
2: No, no. What did what, you notice?
0: Okay, so it has a prototype uh, panoramic monitor,
2: right. which oh.
0: we we know uh, was in the Alex first. Yeah. But the way that this suit does it is very different. When you look at it all disassembled in Episode 7, what you notice is its cockpit is a ball.
1: Yeah, oh. okay. Yeah, you're right. I do remember what you're saying. It is a co- it is a ball, yeah. Hmm. I because so, I you, it's great that you brought that up because I remember watching it and going that is weird. And I went back and I saw it's like and it, it is it looked to me as a ball, yeah. Oh yeah, so
0: this this fancy new mobile suit that does all these fancy things. Mm-hmm. Its core is a ball. I wonder why.
2: <laughs> that is strange. That is super strange. Because
0: that's it's it's. Remember how in Zeta onward, you have these basically escape pods. Escape pods that are ball shaped, and in those, uh, on the interior, is where you have all the monitors for the panoramic cockpit. Absolutely. So this is kind of a prototype version of that using a pre-existing spherical Technology. pod.
2: Spherical pod. Yeah. And, you know, so they went for that. So it actually introduces, Uh, I guess maybe that is the first mobile suit to have uh, a ball-shaped uh, cockpit just made for well, the components escape. of a
1: ball. <laughs> well, it's an escape system outside the core fighter because yeah. if you really think about it, the GMs of the one-year war, I mean, you were fucked. I mean, you... you, <laughs> well,
0: you fear the the Thunderbolt GMs, which have core fighters. Yeah. Right.
1: But I mean, you know Not just that it served
0: a lot of those guys well because they were such crappy pilots and they were too busy <laughs> shooting each other and freaking out. Oops. <laughs> but it worked for EO. Yeah, you yeah. sure did.
1: But I mean, uh, you know, even talk even going back to original mobile suit, I mean, you know, remember that that's how it made it so easy to mass produce the GMs is you didn't have the complicated core fighter system and all these other things in there, so yeah, okay, that makes sense. And you know, you got to give it to the, you got to give it to the show about that because doing that little bit of detail there makes it, you know, like you said, back in in Zeta, we start seeing that the cockpits or the pilot survivability becomes a kind of a a, a paramount for this, except for the survivability of Jer- Matt Jared, but you know,
0: <laughs> so. Worked for Yazan.
1: It did. It did work sure for did. Yazan.
0: Yep. But yeah, I thought it's just an interesting little like, weird tidbit. Like, that's, that's a freaking ball is the cockpit. That is so weird. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, the crazy suicidal monks. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a fan of that storyline at all when I read it in the manga and yep. still not a fan of it now. I don't know how it's going to play out either in the manga or presumably season three, which I'm going to guess is going to be coming out next year yeah probably working on it now and we'll just have to see but uh, you know it, it's kind of tough to enjoy this series when so many of the characters are unlikable
1: yeah they really are
0: you know EO is supposed to be the hero but he's just such a jerk Bianca is is pretty likable uh, Daryl I don't know it's like sometimes an interesting guy but then other times he's like a little lovesick puppy when he's around Carla
1: no yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, his team's kind of interesting, but you know, you just never. There's just not enough time to really explore the characters and and get to know anybody, and they just got to focus on the story because that's all they have time to do. So,
1: and I you're right. Ex- I, I think that might be the you know, kind of thinking about what you're saying there is maybe that's part of the reason why we just don't like it. As, I, I don't like it as much is because you see the potential. I really did see the potential in this in this second portion, but yeah i mean the 15 minutes just isn't enough so
0: yeah you, you look at EO and uh everything that he experienced in the one-year war seems to have not had any impact on him because he's exactly as much of a jerk now in season two <laughs> as yeah. he was in season one and it's like uh You know, yeah, he had his home destroyed, but from the time that we saw him, all those fights, getting captured and tortured by the Zeon, escaping, like, Mm -hmm. he's still just an asshole talking about his jazz and, you know, tissues and, you know, trying to get in Bianca's pants, like, he's just still, like, Top Gun, Space Bro dude guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, not much there.
0: So he's not one of the more interesting Gundam protagonists. Yeah. So we'll see what the movie does. I wouldn't expect more than say two or three minutes of new animation. Mm-hmm. So let's move on now to some girl build fighters. All yeah. right.
2: Woo! Now we got the work so, out of the way. So, <laughs> yep.
0: So a couple of years ago, we had gotten news that there would be uh, two new Build Fighters OVAs: one for uh, Try and one for the original series. And a lot of time went by. And then eventually, last year we got uh, the Island Wars special for Try, mm-hmm. but then nothing about this OVA for Original. So for a while, it's like, well, what's what's going on here? Is this has this been canceled? And then it was announced as GM's Counterattack. So we have a story that takes place after. The original Build Fighter series, it reunites all the characters. You have Say, you have Fellini, you have Nils, you have uh, the Majin, you have Mao, and they're all going to have themselves a nice little Gunpla battle fight until the stadium that they're in gets taken over by the good old Gunpla Mafia. Oh, man. <laughs> because they want to challenge these uh, world-level fighters and show that their shit is the hottest. (laughs) (laughs) So they have a a fight with a bunch of GMs and weird GM variations, and you get to see everybody with their newly upgraded suits or newly built suits. Uh, Say, interestingly, is using a new suit called the Star Burning Gundam that... If it looks similar to you, that's because it's the initial version of the Burning Gundam. Mm-hmm. And come the end of the episode, you actually see him hiding it inside the dome, inside the trophy. Yeah. Yep. To be later found by uh, Kamiki. So that's a little bit of continuity for you. Mm-hmm. Um. The Gunpla Mafia, they were weird, goofy people in the first season, and they still are now, you know, overly serious dudes in trench coats who look like, um, you know, from those old G.I. Joe specials, like the child kidnappers slash rapists. Oh, wow. you were told to stay away
1: from.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, Soul Bro? Yes. (laughs) So I am the Viper. (laughs) Oh my Although god. Some of them look a little different. One of them is like a, a fancy man in a sparkly gold bound dock who fights Fellini. And uh another one is this uh lady who uh perplexes Mao with her big boobs and by her appearances totally meant to be a reference to NLL. Yes indeed. Um, which is amusing given Mao's love of Gundam X. And uh Say finds that this uh, mafia leader is using one of his own kits against him. Mm-hmm. and uh, But then he gets a little surprise relief piloting from Reiji, who is able to come over into the world for a bit. And, uh, you know, they, they give the Gumpla Mafia the beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Pretty much it. So, Sobro, your thoughts on GM's counterattack?
2: Man, uh, this is uh, such a nice, uh, not only epilogue to build fighters, but a prologue to try. Um, I didn't expect all of that to be in this episode, but lo and behold, it was. Man, it it, it dovetailed nicely into trying to kind of um, it 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 brought uh, closure to a lot of things. I I would say, especially when uh when Reiji shows up, and him and uh Say finally get to have their final battle at the end of the episode. I thought it was a nice touch. I was just start was starting to get a little misty there, cause uh I remember how um heartfelt it was when uh when Reiji got swept away back to his world and they never got to say goodbye to each other i uh, say for that brief moment so for him to come back at the very end to help his uh his best friend uh take on these assholes and to find out that they, these assholes were led by none other than the brother of the guy who ran PPSE <laughs> I knew he looked familiar, but then to find out, it's like, oh, they're twins? Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> Scumbags. And to the, the, the know that they broadcasted their location, where they were, so that the cops would be outside waiting for their dumbasses when everything was said and done, it's like, I, how do you expect to leave here and not get caught by the gun bomb police? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see how this plan should work at all. <laughs> yeah, That's some kind of escape plan, but apparently uh they were willing to risk all that and make money off of the pay-per-view so uh and, and they pulled it off that's for sure um but while watching it man i was i was definitely thrilled to see everybody come back together and with their new renditions of their suits it was really good to see uh Fellini and Mao and uh and Niels Nielsen and um and all the rest again um especially uh especially Mao Mao's fight fuck uh, fucking had me tickled pink <laughs> He's already, they're already talking about the fact that they're not growing and yet they're going through puberty and that he gets hit with the mind fuck. And that is, uh, this O L knockoff. I guess her name was Nene Nene Nene. Or something the Nene Nene. That's her name. And, uh, she was just, she, she was bountiful. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah. And then he, then he got in trouble by, uh. Mm-hmm. The girl that he was into—that's oh, mis- that's, uh, that's that's the type of girl you want now. him <laughs> uh, freaking—you know—he
2: was in almost naked space when he was having a new type communication with Misaki, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he he showed his love with the Misaki love beam. He made sure to handle that ass, and he did. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was great to see everybody teamed up to get together again and and fighting. And uh, when when Neo and I were watching this the other day, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when the Psycho GM showed up, it's like oh my god. Does he have a day on? <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: yeah. It's so I mean, if you gotta have we got the GMs. You it. gotta have the god of oh, GMs. So, yep. so, that so, so would. <sighs> I <laughs> was
1: freaking out. He's like, where is a second is, is this the Adeon? I'm like, no, but it's just the God of GMs.
0: Yeah. I
2: was like, that would have been a pimp ass move if he pulled out the Adeon. The Adeon. that would have been that would have been the joke of the year because we've always joked about that being the God of GMs. But um, I love the fact that it had the same color scheme, so that was really cool. You know, but at the end of the day, it's just the GM and um, to see the star burning. And it's early days before it becomes the build burning was uh, really dope. Uh, I just, uh, just, to, just to finally get the origin of that suit and see how it all ties into Try just allows this to kind of be nicely wedged between both series. If, you, if you're going to binge through it all, then this actually makes things make sense. Because we always ask the question, we know Say put it there, but why did he put it there? Why did he right. hide it in that thing? And now we know why. And I thought that was a a very nice touch. So um overall I really did enjoy this um and uh it was it was a nice surprise. The A here that it was coming out finally and B sitting on and watching it and just being thrilled from end to end. I had a lot of
1: fun with this and uh I'll throw it back to you guys.
0: Neil, your thoughts on GM's counterattack.
1: Well, shoot. I mean, I think a lot of it if you wanted my initial thoughts go into uh uh that episode of the w- the Wing Boys that we did. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, when we do the episodes, sometimes we do uh, little, little, uh, you know, little things at the end, different things, you know, things like this, and um, you know, just kind of watch. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I think Soulbro is right. It, it makes you want to go back and watch Build Fighters and just have this as the the cap, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the definitely the the nice conclusion, the nice epilogue, and yeah, I mean. Um, the GM Mafia. I mean, they're just <laughs> so dumb and so ridiculous. But then in the end, their their whole thing was just to make money off the pay per view, and they yeah. did it. You know, it's like they they made money off. They got arrested, but they made money off the pay per view. And I mean, you know, they're just so they're just such stereotypical bad guys with the GM on on their all their trench coats. And I mean, oh, that Boundoc was just oh, it was. <laughs> that guy it's so beautiful it's the most beautiful yeah. you can't beat me because i'm so beautiful it was but, his name's
2: um, uh, gawain oakley he was on uh he was on that team that Ina was on yeah. in season one yeah that was uh it was good to see him again the, the losing villain that he is
1: <laughs> but it, you know it, and it just it it really makes you just appreciate that first show and you know it's it's like we're sitting there and we're like okay how's they got to get out of this wait what it's ragey? <laughs> and you, you put it, so bro, during the whole time we're watching this, it, trying to put logic to this shit. I just like He's so, uh, like, ha, ha, I would rage you could. Did he come through the portal? It's like uh, Soul Bro. Just, just here, suspend reality. This is fun. This is awesome. Let's just let's just watch this. Just stop and, thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just disconnect the brain. I mean, you know. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'd say definitely a must watch. If you if you're into build fighters, um, and like Silver said, great um, a great way of so- solving why um, the star burning is hidden there. So, but
0: well, I don't really have anything more to add um, beyond what you two said. Although it was nice to see all these characters again, because you know for a lot of um, these supporting characters in build fighters. Their absence uh, was definitely noted in Try. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They didn't even show up in cameos. Whether you know, talking about Fellini and Mao and Nils and you know everybody. So it was it was good to see them come back for you know an epilogue. Yeah. One last hurrah. You know, in the old days, and it was nice to have Ragey back. And at this point, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we'll get a a try season two or who knows what. But uh, in the meantime, we got some other build fighters to address, which is battle log. Yes. And these are shorter length, about 10 minute specials that uh, air online and they are just fights. Yeah. No story, no anything, just fights, Mm -hmm. just fights. So the first episode Um, Alan shows uh, the Majin this new battle system that allows AIs based on characters from Gundam to pilot the suits in battle so you could have a dream mock-up fight. Oh, yeah. So the Majin has built a new Zaku variant called the Ballistic Zaku, and Alan has built a uh, suit called the reversible gundam that is based on reborns from double so they have uh, a fight and of course uh the zaku is controlled by a shar Aznable ai and the reversible gundam is controlled by uh ribbons ai mm-hmm. so there's some jokes here that operate on multiple levels <laughs> because char notices that Ribbons' voice is familiar oh yeah the reason for that is of course that uh ribbons and amuro were both voiced by toru furuya and he's voicing both characters here again interestingly though mm-hmm. for whatever reason char is not voiced by Nakeda.
1: keda yeah
0: He's instead voiced by uh, the same actor who does Raul La mm-hmm. Man, and,
1: close, but n- not Akeda. Mm-hmm. Not Akeda. Yeah. No. There's
0: only one Akeda. Pretty much. He ain't it. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Nothing. Nothing special going on there. And the second episode is um, Yuma and uh, Minato and Sakai teaming mm-hmm. up for a timed battle and they're both, um, using black suits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yuma has, uh, the black warrior, which is based on the Majin's, uh, red warrior. Ooh. And, uh, Sakai has the, uh, dry on dry, which is just basically an all black version of his try on three. Mm -hmm. And they're fighting all of these suits. They fight, uh, Custom, super powerful Sinanju, and they fight a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, but at the end, they lose because they keep bickering about who gets to do the um the final attack and they <laughs> run out of time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, just like they would, <laughs> which goes to show that these two guys can just never cooperate, nope. because they're both idiots,
1: man, pretty much, yeah, well, it was fun watching
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was so um. Neo, thoughts thoughts on the two episodes so far of Battlelog.
1: What again stuff that we watched after, um, you at, know, at the uh, after Wings. The Wing, yeah, yeah, and you know what can, more can you say about? And I mean, anytime that Shar shows up, and what more can you say on this? I mean, the point where he's just like uh, this voice. I, I, I don't know. It's it's so familiar, and then Arvo just comes out and no. <laughs> Shut! Up. Shut up. I can't stand you. Yeah, so it, I mean that stuff is great, but I, I got to say the second episode is awesome because they give you the impression that they're gonna beat the timer and then they don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you're watching it and you're like, they're gonna beat this, and then it's like, time out. <laughs> 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 dummies had thirty seconds left they sit here squabbling. <laughs> About the final attack. Oh oh my goodness. I mean. Once again, just great little like little little side stories that are just very you know just so steep, especially the first one, so steep in just the Gundam lore. I mean, that's that, that's what makes it great, and and the fact that they did they took the time to animate Char and, and Arbor, <laughs> I mean, they pretty much look like they took it off the 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 screen of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah. I mean, they, they did their best to to go back to that old that old way of um, animating them. And, uh, it's, Especially Amaro. oh my
2: God! He looked, he was ripped right out the '80s. <laughs> he yeah, looked, he was taken think... right out of Zeta. It looks like his Zeta version. When I see him in that, I was like, is that Karaba Amaro? Get out of here! That's nuts.
1: <laughs> but yeah, just just a just a uh, just fun. I mean, I, I think that I think once again, it's just one of those things where you know, if you just want to laugh, you just want to be able to just enjoy yourself and just. It's steeped in the ridiculousness that is build fighters I mean like, I mean in the end let's really just think about it I mean how cool we would all love it if we if plastic particles actually existed oh, yeah. and we'd be doing the same stupid shit I mean the fact that all this money and time and effort is developing IAI just to battle plastic models <laughs> <laughs> I don't sanction AI, but in some ways, I think the bill fighters' world is kind of the world I'd want to live in at this point. Because it's just—I mean, if if the world is it's such a great condition that you're putting all your time and effort into battling plastic models, that's the world I want to live. <laughs> in. I
0: think think that's about this we- though—better than a world where people are so obsessed with the capture of small monsters that they let their children sure. run in the forest and encounter strange yes. men and and sure. capture and enslave these small monsters and have them fight each other until they're beaten to a pulp.
2: Yo, y- yeah. y- you give us you're talking about the Michael Vick chronicles.
0: <laughs> yes. They came on.
1: Yeah. No, I yeah, I mean and that's up there too but I, I think in the, in the end it's still I'm still taking poor little animals and making them <laughs> one to battle. I don't feel too bad about plastic bottles especially I'm building them you know so um, but yeah I mean it, it, it's just good fun I mean it, you know I I almost think and, and I, I think I went back and I've watched the uh, I've watched the Sharn Armorer one about two, two or three times oh, afterwards, yeah. and and it, and it's just, and I think one day it was one of those days after work when it was just a busy day. It was a bad day, but it's just one of those days where there's so much going on, and then you come home, and it's like, all right, I just need to disconnect here, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got 11 minutes. Let me let me check this out, and you're just, you know, you're just smiling from end to end afterwards. So, um, you know, that's pretty much, uh, pretty much my my take on those. So, and having. How many more are we expecting of those? Do you guys know? Have they said or anything? Or uh,
0: the third one just came out right now. <laughs> wow, oh, <this laughs> motherfucker! <Okay. laughs> right, right now. Let's let's, let's, watch, like, it right let's now. watch it right now. Let's watch it. Oh my god! Okay, oh, that's nuts. <laughs> so I, I don't know how many there's going to be total. I don't recall reading. Um, I heard it mentioned it was five, so who knows? But um, you know, they're just good dumb fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if
1: they can keep if they can keep the if they can keep it going, yeah. I say do them till you can't do them anymore. Yeah, you I mean, can do there,
2: it's it's a small premise, and you you don't really have to commit much to it. Uh, they're as you mentioned, like ten, twelve minutes long, and uh, you could do this just in in intermittently. For years, if you wanted to, I mean, hell, the first episode's premise there's enough to farm there for for episodes on it. It was pretty pretty much Gundam versus animated, for the most part. I mean, you just take two characters across the the whole swath of the franchise and pit them against each other. It was it was nuts to see Ribbons go up against Char. You know, people yeah. from two different shows, two different uh, schools of thought. You know, and uh, I, you know, I'm rooting for Char the whole time because I can't stand Ribbons.
1: <laughs> That's like fuck this. But, guy. but then but then but then you kinda of figure out, you know, like maybe a few minutes in of why they're using ribbons. Because oh, you know yeah. you're like you know, you're like, wait a second, you know what? I gotta feel an like Arbor is gonna me. <laughs> I should
2: have known. And then as soon as he does, it's like, Oh, this is fantastic and just you can tell that you know, Toru he 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 speaks he speaks completely differently when he's Ribbons versus Amuro. but you can still you can still you can still hear the same voice in uh in both characters and then when the when the switch happens, it's gold. I, I, it's unfortunate if you you know if you're not familiar with the uh, Japanese voices of the characters, but uh yeah, uh if you are in on the joke, it's so much more funnier and um uh, just watching that I had I was bro- I was grinning like an idiot the whole time. Um I I love that first episode. The second episode was awesome too because uh Minato uh is one of my favorite characters and to see a new version of the Tryon in the form of the Dryon, holy shit. I was uh I was I I had a stiffy. <laughs> one of my favorite suits of all time and uh just to see them go through that that, that 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 grinder of all those mobile suits and only the screw up at the end. I will say though that Sananju, the white Sinanju, was amazing. I want I want a model of that. That thing looks incredible. And uh Well, you could just take a Sinanju and paint it white. You could. You could. Well what's the fun in that? <laughs> I can I can barely put together a model. Period, but uh, oh, I forgot this is you were talking yeah, about. This is me. So yes, is the, yes I, I I would need it already built. That's show. what I would need. You'd have to outsource it to show. Yeah, I think show would put together the cenaju just fine. I don't think he'd have a problem with that. He, I think he likes that suit's design. But um, shout out to um, there's a, a cameo in the second episode. Uh, Maureen Kitamura from the Mobile Suit Gundam Side Story games. Um, she even showed up in uh, I remember she was in, I think Encounters in Space or uh. Our uh, journey to Jaburo. There was a bunch of uh, extra modes in the game, and she would show up to give you your score. So to see her as the host in the second episode was really cool. She's the one that looks like she's dressed like Frau Bo. Um She uh, she she was from the side story game, so that was really cool to see Maureen in that. Other than that, I had a blast watching both of these, man, and I can't wait for the third one, which I'll probably watch right after we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, props to the next episode. I guess it's about Fumina and Gianco are going to be Mecha Musume, so according to the preview, anyway. So um, I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's what it, that's what it showed. So um am going to be interested in seeing that. Well, if that's the preview, why wouldn't it be correct? Hey, well, I could be dead-ass wrong. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, it seems to be that's what's coming up next. So uh, I'm excited, man. I, I truly am. But back to you, Chris.
0: Well, that uh, covers everything that we wanted to talk about this evening. So I will turn it back to Neo to take us out.
1: Oh, do we want to do
2: any any ratings on any of these? Yeah, yeah the, I, was, I, I had my ratings all ready to go.
1: <laughs> oh, um, I guess uh, we can. Uh, Chris, just go. Um, just give us your your ratings on, on Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt, GM's counterattack, and the two battle logs.
0: Uh, Thunderbolt, I'll give three spiky haired jerks out of five. <laughs> um. GM's counterattack, I'll give four distracting cleavages out of five. No doubt. And uh, catalog uh, just comes a little short of my uh, cutoff for giving stuff ratings, so no ratings. Alright.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. I would uh I would give uh Thunderbolt three point five jazz duets out of five. Uh, I would give uh GM's counterattack probably the highest rating out of all of them for me, which is four point five of Mal's puberty struggles. <laughs> And Batlog, I'll, I'll give a rating for what I've seen so far. Four, four pilot AI hacks out of five for Batlog. Hopefully, it keeps it up uh, for uh, for the foreseeable future.
1: But Neo, um, well, our um, Thunderbolt, I'd have to give it um, uh, three destroyed um, Gundam gun cannon aquas out of five. <laughs> um, uh, GM's counter attack, I got to give it. Pretty much uh, uh, a, four bo- a four bouncy girls out of five. Um, the and I'll just do each battle log individually because I know there we could probably take them as a whole, but I'll do individually. The first one with Sharon Amro, I, I, I got to give it a five out of five. Oh, I, I was, shit! I, I was I was, I was uh, five. We need Al Qaeda's out of five. Al Qaeda. Oh, wow. Al Qaeda. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, morning slip. Um, and I'd have to say, uh, the second episode, uh, four, four, four final seconds out of five, <laughs> so, which went to waste. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So,
0: oh, man. but
1: um, guys, anything else before we uh, kick it over to Soulbro for our little bit of closeout? And where to, where to reach us?
0: Mm, nah. That's it for
1: me.
2: I'm all set. So. So, Soul Bro. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode 190 of Gundam at MAHQ. We covered a bit of a Gundam grab bag, man. We talked about the latest episodes of Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt, episodes 5 through 8. We covered episodes 1 and 2 of uh, Gundam Build Fighters Batlog. And uh, also we talked about uh, Gundam Build Fighters gm's counterattack as well so hope you guys enjoyed our reviews a lot of these you can actually watch online over on youtube.com slash gundaminfo don't sleep go there and subscribe to that channel and uh i wanted to uh acknowledge that uh we are pretty much coming up on our 10th anniversary our 10 years our anniversary is on the 12th of october uh we're recording this on the 5th of october and hopefully this episode will be up by the 12th of october i'm going to fight to get it up by then and uh it should be but uh thank you guys for supporting the show for so long and for listening and for uh, subscribing on itunes and all the feedback you've given us throughout the years and participating in all the events we've had for the show thank you guys so much it means a lot it means more than you know and um fellas anything you wanted uh, to, to throw in about uh, our 10-year anniversary or any any remarks you have?
1: Well, I guess uh, year 11 will be a, a, a different year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be
1: like the first three episodes of year one mm-hmm. uh, after that. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd have to say probably a lot of the reason why we're able to get to 10 years is because of Chris. Um, uh, I know he's uh, sometimes a very humble man, but I think, uh, you know, with what he helped us especially you know when me and solbro started this 10 years ago we were just fans uh we didn't know as much as we needed to and i think chris really helped us to get uh understand really how to do a review too i i'd have to say that i mean me and me and Solbro kind of did it off the cuff we always wanted to do it as more of uh, a dialogue but you know chris kind of showed us just by interacting with him and showed us the finer points of really getting down to the nut, nuts and bolts of um you know what needs to be done in a review based on his experience of uh, doing mHq and i think he he helped us out he, he exposed us to a lot of things that you know we either knew about we just had difficulty and and uh, you know and he also he gave us a lot of credibility uh for for our show and I, I think you know we always make the 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 you know the jokes about Chris is always you know people hate him and stuff like that <laughs> you know on, on the internet and stuff because of his opinions and things like that but you know I think everybody has to kind of look back is like you know Chris with the opinions that's his opinion but I mean the the wealth of knowledge and just you know data that he's got on MHQ of, of, you know probably one of the Largest English language Western uh, sources of mecha anime there is. I mean, there is no other better there. So I mean, as, as much as all these people want to crap about his opinion, I think in a lot of ways you got to thank this guy for doing what he's doing. Cause Absolutely. He he doesn't get paid doing it, and you know he does it out <laughs> Ain't of that the truth. He, he does it out of the you know the love of what he wants, and you know the love of what he lo- you know of mecha anime, and and being. I mean you got to think about this this guy's uh unselfish because he's giving you all this information it <laughs> takes the lumps i mean so you know and, and and not to you know not to give him a bunch of uh you know a, you know make a you know make it all sappy or anything but i i think you know people you know you're going to be sorely missed uh when this all goes through chris so, absolutely uh, and 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 thank you for helping us and um you know uh you know and like i encourage everybody that listens to us you know give chris a little email one of these days you know don't or a, a, a dm on twitter or whatever <laughs> and you know instead of being like you're wrong about this why do you wait why do you hate prince of you know prince of darkness so much you know <laughs> instead of him <laughs> having to say i didn't do the review <laughs> <It wasn't me>. <laughs> uh <laughs> you know just maybe just go but thank you because um, you know i think he i think he he's, he's 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 done a great job so thank you chris for all that you've done and you'll be missed and uh you know always always be welcome always you you'll be our eternal striker it's exactly in,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm what i'm but one skype call away absolutely yes. Maybe with some okay. interference. Maybe
2: with some, <laughs> but thank you, man. Uh, you being a part of this show, really helped to complete it. And uh, if anything, uh, it'll be a tough act to follow once we, uh, once, uh, once you are in uh, semi-retirement mode. But uh, if anything, it's well deserved, dude. And uh, thank you for uh, all the years that you were a part of this. I really appreciate it, and I know Neo definitely does, and all the listeners do as well. At least all the cool ones. <laughs> Oh.
0: Yeah. All the others, you know, screw
2: you. Oh, my guys, they can they can go straight to Wait, well, they know where.
0: But, uh, but actually, you know what? They're to the Hfil. Ones that, Hfil.
1: <laughs> you know what? The, the, the ones the ones that give you the most crap, they're the ones that wait. They're the ones that go the first whenever they see that new. Oh, something got updated on MHQ. <laughs> oh, they're probably the first
2: ones. The first, right they're, they're swooping in like buzzards for yeah. the kill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for that roadkill. Oh my gosh. So. But, uh, yeah. man, thank you guys for all your support. I also wanted to mention that, uh, uh, as I t- mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we are getting back into the swing of things with Gundam Versus now that it's out here in the States. Uh, if you guys want to be part of the action, uh, follow me on Twitter at Soborayu or at Fighters Ready. Uh, we have events, uh, they're going to be on a regular every other week. But um, uh, if anything, just follow us there to find out when we're going to be playing Gundam Versus. Um, and uh, it, the event's called Versus the Gun V-S-T-H-E, Gundam Nation. That's V S T H E, Gundam Nation. And uh, if you look up that hashtag, you can see all the different uh, events that are posted for that as well. But also on Gundam.net, I'll make sure to post up the events when they happen, too. So if you guys want to be a part of the action, you have a PS4 and you got Gundam Versus, join us. If you don't have Gundam Versus yet and you love Gundam as in general, it's a really awesome game. It takes some time to get into, but I would if you have a friend that has a copy, try it out, man. Uh, we're trying to make sure that the uh, the scene grows here in the States. And playing this game series for uh, the last couple of years, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed even though i'm not the best player
0: yeah, so. come attack Solbro.
2: yeah please uh, t- uh target sbr it's part of the it's part of the uh the part of the meme
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a rite of passage it sure is
1: <laughs> i mean i mean really you're not a true gun versus player until you just focus all your anger and rage on Soul Bro oh, it during so battle much. royale. it happens so much <laughs> and, and, and remember and, and remember listeners you you, you know, or, or players, you can you can team up, and it, it's even more effective if both of you or three of you go after. us.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> make it? him pay for his sins, <laughs> <Whatever> <laughs> they are, <laughs> including my <Make> team. <laughs> make him pay
2: <laughs> for Saji Crossroads. Oh oh man i pay for it every day but uh <laughs> <laughs> or follow at uh gundam at mahq on twitter as well and make sure to visit mahq.net that's where the magic happens uh we couldn't do it without that website so please go there and visit and also visit gundam.net as well uh where you can find episodes of this uh this podcast and information on each episode as well but um anything else you guys want to mention before we head out
1: nothing oh just just quickly um yeah. so bro you know uh the wing boy streams. Once we conclude those, we'll be going into an, our next Gundam show. Will probably be, uh, 08th MS team. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go through all those and then, uh, probably some other things. So that, that's something we're going to try to keep doing on the regular, uh, yes. too, is, is, is doing those. And, you know, if, and too, if you have any suggestions or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, pop that over. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be done right away, Yeah, but it's always, uh, it's always nice to, um, you know maybe, maybe go True. Um, through, through some things.
2: The archives, so. I'm, I'm going to be posting links up to the archives <laughs> for that soon. But, um, yeah, for them wing boys and any of the commentaries we're doing on Gundam, uh, make sure to follow us and you'll be uh informed as to when we're doing those as well. But, uh, everybody, thanks again for listening to episode 190 of Gundam at MAHQ. Have a good night and we'll see you guys next episode. choose your best fighters and prepare for combat
1: as soon as you're ready you
0: <gasps> how dare you lady Carter wasn't finished speaking yet you
2: mikazuki what are you doing Mika? unbelievable ma'am we're gonna need to regroup and
1: That's brutal.
0: Trey, thanks a lot, Mikazuki. Now there's no one left for us to fight. Damn it! I can still take out the track! What?
2: How despicable. Look what you've done to my proud elite guards! (sighs)
0: So gross. I've never seen anything like this.
1: It seems perfectly fine to me. But staying out here in the snow can take quite a toll on an old body like mine. So the sooner this is over, the better. We really need to get moving along.
2: So you like to fight dirty, huh? I don't approve! Boss, have you seen what he's doing?
0: Just like I told you, we're gonna crush anyone who gets in our way. Aren't
2: we, Mika? Ah!
0: Kids.
1: I've been waiting for this battle. But I wanted to confront the enemy fairly.
2: It would be dishonorable. My name is Carta Issue. I don't care who the
1: hell you are. right now you're my enemy. That's all that matters.
0: You guys, it's dangerous out here. Head inside! I must win. There's no
2: other option! I ruined my reputation and humiliated my
0: family! The little girl he once looked up to shouldn't have to feel like such an insignificant fool! Get in the train, everyone! You could get hurt! You have to stop this. We're not leaving. We've got to see this ourselves. Right. We need to look at our enemy. And watch what Mikazuki does. What? He's right. We're staying right here till we know he brought her down. Cause this is our revenge. For Biscuit. And every friend we've lost. I can't. I can't afford to lose. Not now. Believes in me, and I can't betray him!
1: I won't let it end here!
0: You're not gonna escape.
2: I've got to win this. I'm not afraid of anything!
1: If I don't kill you right now, you'll only get in our way again. I won't be disgraced for a second time. But more than that, I can't forgive what you did to us. I won't.
2: Help me, please. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.
1: Oh,
0: knock it off. (laughs) How jolly can you get?